0: welcome to rhythms of humanity the podcast that invites you to uncover the sacred within the mundane and discover the extraordinary in the everyday i'm john mcclung and i'll be leading this exploration into the rituals that shape our existence in the faith that infuses meaning into our journey in this episode we delve into the profound realm of the end of life a pivotal aspect of our human journey This exploration brings to the forefront fundamental questions about the meaning of life and the essence of what it means to be human. This episode comes on the heels of Ash Wednesday, which marks the start of Lent. The most recognizable ritual of Ash Wednesday is the imposition of ashes on the forehead in the shape of a cross. This act is accompanied by the words, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. Ash Wednesday serves as a sharp reminder of your mortality, urging us to reflect on our lives, prioritize what truly matters, and seek reconciliation and renewal in our relationships and spiritual practices. It's,
1: it's a powerful service just because, you know, how often does somebody look you in the eye and <laughs> tell you that you're dust and to dust you shall return? It's very um, meaningful. My name is Ron McClung, and I uh, serve as a hospice chaplain. We try at hospice to kind of predict where that patient's at so that we can be with them and give them more support as they get closer to death. But I also just try to pay attention spiritually and try to be with my patients, you know, close to the time of death and to be able to lead them through an end-of-life ritual of um, maybe commending them to god and, in a sense handing them over to god and i found that even people that are have that have dementia they have alzheimer's or something they don't you they can't even talk but at times they are you just know they're connecting with what you're doing and saying to them in a way, it's, it's kind of like being a, a birth doula, you know, where you're helping a child come into this world. Being someone that is helping somebody through this process of going from life to death and to the next life is meaningful, so. We can only speculate as to what happens, but anecdotally, I hear lots and lots and lots of stories one passage in the Bible says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Maybe heaven is not a long ways away, but it's it's maybe a thin veil between us and the next world. People have been visited, or they see someone, or they have a dream, or these things are just on and on. There's a lot of interesting ideas about that. We we. We don't know what's on the other side, so that's what makes it scary. But on the other hand, it's exciting and there's
0: something to look forward to. The unknown nature of death provokes a wide range of emotions, thoughts, and questions. It's only natural to wish for tangible proof of what happens next, not just for ourselves, but also for loved ones that have gone before us.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way to prove any of that. Um, it's just like I said; it's anecdotal. You don't, you don't know. But I know it's interesting, though, that some scientists have tried to prove it. And when I was studying in at Swedish Hospital in Seattle, I had access to the medical library, and I was doing some studies about death. And there was one particular study where actually doctors in a emergency room because so many times they had heard these stories about people that would their heart stopped and they're trying to revive them and in the middle middle of that the the person sees themselves above themselves they're looking down on the doctors and their body the doctors well, what is that is that a chemical process going on in their mind but how do they have that perspective And they can recall things that are happening and things that people say. What they did was they built a shelf along the top of a, in this emergency room. And they put items in there so that if anybody had one of these, you know, um, and they were able to bring them back. And they would ask them, you know, did you, what did you feel or what did you see? If anything, they didn't really get any strong answers to that nobody saw anything on the shelves but one person did say that they didn't see anything on the shelves but they did see a shoe that was on a roof on a different part of the hospital and was able to tell them where to go to find it and they they found the shoe so <laughs> I don't know it's uh you just you just have to be you just have to wonder and I think that's it's a sense of wonderment that I have a lot. I think the confidence that I have that this is a this world is temporary and the world to come is our true home has given me the confidence to be able to have hope and to minister to people during these times, and not feel totally uh, discouraged or in
0: grief or gloom about the whole thing. So. Questions about the afterlife can be deeply philosophical and intriguing, though they offer little comfort to those grieving the loss of a loved one. In contrast, many cultures around the world have developed rich and diverse traditions for remembering those who have died. These practices not only honor the memory of those who have passed, but also play a crucial role in the grieving process by maintaining a tangible connection with the departed loved one. The
1: thing that I, I, I like to say is that the, the words remember are important. You are re-membering, you're, you're coming together again when you remember the s- stories about them. And so I think it's really important to tell stories. And if you feel a loss, you can hear people tell stories and you can t- and it's just important to talk about that person that you're missing because you know I was kind of raised that you just don't talk about it but I think that's that's a loss and it's important to remember and tell those stories and that helps you to reconnect with that person those stories at first will maybe make a person cry but as time goes on you'll find yourself laughing as you remember those stories and it brings a smile to your face and you know you can as
0: you remember those people that you love. The finite nature of our existence highlights the value of every moment, compelling us to live more fully, cherish our relationships, and pursue what truly matters to us. Hopefully this perspective can encourage a life filled with purpose, gratitude, and a deep appreciation for the beauty and impermanence of our existence. Of course the main
1: lesson is that life is short and none of us can get away from death and it's uh, an inevitability for all of us but yet it you know sort of takes all of us by surprise it takes a while for people to come to terms with it which is just actually normal and natural part of the process of grieving and letting go and saying goodbye and People that are surrounded with people that love them at the time of death are the real fortunate ones. So it's, relationships really matter um, far more than possessions or what kind of house you live in or all that sort of thing.
0: Life's complexity with its blend of beauty and challenges can sometimes lead to feelings of isolation or loneliness. In such moments, finding a community of faith can be a source of comfort, connection, and support If you are feeling alone, reaching out to a community of faith may help you find compassion and purpose. Rhythms of Humanity is produced by Gethsemane Lutheran Church in downtown Seattle. To learn more about this faith community, visit urbanfaith.org.